Hey tribe and welcome to another episode of What's the Tea? What's the Tea is a podcast where you can find out the hottest tea on motherhood, life, careers, business and everything in between. Every week we get to know a mum who is absolutely killing it in either entrepreneurship, at work or both. Our special guest today is Opayemi. Opayemi is a mama of two, owner of The Growth Box and works in diversity and inclusion in investment banking. She's also currently a, writing a book. She's also currently writing a book called Twice as Hard, which we will find all about at in the She's also currently writing a book called Twice as Hard, which we will find out about in the episode. We talk about so many interesting topics, including setting goals, how important diversity and inclusion is, and how life was like being a mum to two during the pandemic. Listen on to find out how she started the growth box and how she's juggling all her many roles. As always, this is a podcast with mothers, so please do expect some noise from the babies in the background, but we're never ever going to let that stop our hustle or stop our flow. Hey lovely mamas, today's episode is brought to you by Tide Business Current Accounts. When I was searching for the best place to open a business current account, I came across Tide and was impressed with the fact that they aim to spark inspiration and encourage people to discover their entrepreneurial spirit. Tide saves people time and money by making it easy for entrepreneurs to start their business and do what they love. Tide is actually the only place in the UK where you can register a limited company and open a business account all in one process and all for free. What's even better is that they cover the £12 incorporation fee with Companies House so you can start your business journey easily with Tide. It's a very simple process that can be done in minutes. Tide business current accounts charge no monthly fees and come with many features to make your life as an entrepreneur easier, such as included account integrations, scheduled payments, and my personal favorite, easy invoicing. I love how I can send, pay, and track invoices through their easy-to-use intuitive system. To start your business with Tide today, visit www.tide.co-start and have a look at the terms and conditions in the show notes. Hey, Alpha Yummy. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. No, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No, you're so welcome. Okay, cool. So I'm just going to go straight in with some quick fire round questions. I've got this or that. And just tell me the first thing that comes to your head. Okay, I can do that. Going for walks or going for jogs? Going for walks. Eating out or staying home? Hmm. I'll say eating out, but I do enjoy like staying home and cooking because you can always just chill after the meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear that. But you're really good at cooking. Like, oh, I love you. Thank you. It's always like, you know, lovely. You know, I love to make a good meal. Yeah. I, do, I do enjoy it. Hosting as well. So, yeah, that's why I'm like, because obviously when you go out, you can relax. Yeah. When, you, when you're cooking, you're in the comfort of your home. So I'm probably like in the middle. Yeah. No, you're really good at hosting. Very, very good at hosting, if I must say so myself. Um, toddler stage or newborn stage? Newborn stage. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, like, the sleepless nights 
you know, yeah. they can they can get a bit long, but oh, now when I think about it, <laughs> oh, it's hard because suddenly they start really speaking to you and they have a personality. No, I'm taking your first answer. I'm going to stick with newborn. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, it's the new, it's the little feet. Exactly. They're just tiny and you're just oh. like, wow. Oh. And then when they're toddlers, I mean, they're great, but you know. <laughs> Can I get a refund? <laughs> okay. Career mum or business mum or both? Both. Okay, cool. Love that. Reading or audiobooks? Reading. Spa getaway or city break? Spa getaway. Fizzy drinks or water? Water. You had to be healthy. Yeah, I'm trying to be healthy. And honestly, I haven't had food drink for a while. If you said juice now, but even my juice, I, I dilute it. Really? I do. I do half juice, half water. Wow. So water. water. <laughs> I need a leaf out of your book because I'm so addicted to Coke. It's really bad. When you start diluting juice, you'll realise how sugary it, like juice is. Really? And so now it's like, most of the time, if I'm not out, like if I'm at home, I usually dilute my juice. And it tastes just as good. Oh, girl, you need to teach me <laughs> because the, I, the, hmm, the amount Don't of... Don't worry, I'll, I'll be on to you. Please. Okay, uh, would you prefer a new phone or new clothes? New clothes. Nice. Yeah. Beyonce or Kelly? Mm. Kelly. <laughs> you know what? Everybody I ask this question to, no one ever says Beyonce. Really? Literally. I was like, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Kelly. She's got some, you know, some good songs there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, would you rather go to a concert or an open mic night? Obviously, prior to COVID. Open mic. Open mic. Yeah. I love a good open mic. Yeah. Good vibes all round. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for answering those questions. I hope our audience got to know a little bit about you. Um, but... My first actual question is, can you tell us about yourself? There goes Eden in the background. <laughs> tell us about yourself, your background, where you grew up, job, businesses, children, anything you want us to know about yourself. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so I'll start by, I've, I've grown up in South London all my life. <laughs> And it's so funny because at work when I say I'm from South London all of my colleagues are like yep I can tell and I'm like how can you tell they say it's the way you say South with an F <laughs> I'm like oh I never noticed but I mean now I can hear it but yes so I grew up in South London um and I'm the middle child and I, I'm, I'm a strong believer that the middle child is like the most helpful child because <laughs> you guys are great this is to my sisters but yeah the middle child is is the lovely child of the family um and I'm a massive people's person so you know I'm, I'm a lover of people I love to see people empowered be their best selves um so in as much as I'm a people's person people say oh Kim you're such an extrovert but I'm actually more introvert than people know um mm. definitely i think around my my friends and my family i'm 
definitely outgoing but when I'm in a new space I take time to warm up and, and get to know people um but yeah so grew up in South London um studied like secondary school in South and college was Southwest so pretty much a South South person through and through um and then went to uni in Birmingham studied business and politics um, and now I work in the investment banking um, industry or sector um within technology um as a diversity and inclusion lead so I guess my passion for people plays out in my day-to-day -day role um I also have a business again which focuses on people it's called the growth box um and it's really about enabling people to grow spiritually but also personally so it's about personal development and spiritual growth um so i'm a christian um, and the values of the box are really kind of based around christian values but i do feel it's a box that anyone can pick up and learn from so we cover a range of topics of the box um from like faith to goal setting to managing like your mindset so the kind of resources people get vary on a quarterly basis um and I've been running that for a few years now. We started monthly um, when we when we first launched, um, and then after a year or two, I felt to adapt the model to to a quarterly model. Um, so that's been working well. And then, in terms of my personal life, I'm married um, and have been for four years. Um, I had a wonderful, wonderful man um, who I met in my teens and who's essentially my best friend. So I think, you know, he's, he's kind of like the highlight or one of the highlights in my life. Um, from, that, <laughs> from that wonderful marriage um, have come my two amazing children um, who again are just joys in my life, honestly. And I'm really thankful for that for, the, the position that I'm in as a, as a wife and a mother I really do love my family um so yeah I mean that's a bit about me I don't know if I've rambled on for too long no it was perfect literally <laughs> perfect 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 so for anyone that doesn't know you that is a very nice all-rounded way of you know, getting to know you I think I would probably say the same, but I, I obviously I've known you for a very long time. We went yeah. to the same college. I wouldn't put you down as an introvert, but I haven't actually seen you outside of exactly you know being like your friend so yeah i think i'm ambivert like i'm half introvert half extrovert like depending on the circumstances or the situation yeah. like sometimes i can be really outgoing then other times i can kind of like just take time and observe before you know getting out there yeah <laughs> no i hear that i hear that oh well that was lovely thank you so much um you mentioned that you Obviously, you are um, the founder of The Growth Box, yeah. which is amazing. Can you tell us how you started? And um, yeah, just tell us how you started The Growth Box, how it came about and what yeah. kind of, what was your inspiration behind it? Absolutely. So 2016, um, like I, I was having a couple of conversations with my husband, you know, and I was talking about wanting to start a business, but just not really knowing what to do. And he kind of spoke to me and he's like what are you passionate about and I was like well I'm passionate about people you know naturally I find that among my friends I'm the friends that I often encourage my friends or 
if they're going through something, I'm always there to try and give them advice. And I'm, I'm like, that's what I'm passionate about. But how can I make that into something that's, I don't know, like a product or like mm-hmm. a service, like a product. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my good friends had recently started a, subs- a subscription box company. Um, and then I thought, you know, there isn't anything out there for Christians or anyone who wants to grow personally or professionally in a subscription box format. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the model works really well. Like growth is something that is habitual. So the more you do something um, or the more you, yeah, essentially the more you do something, the more you practice something, the more natural it becomes. So I wanted, you know, to create something where people were intentional about their personal development and intentional about their growth. Yeah. Um, one thing I say is you can't leave growth to chance, right? Mm. You have to consciously be focused on how am I developing? Even if I'm developing slowly, you know, at a snail's pace, at least I'm developing. How am I yeah. moving forward? You yeah. know, if you're staying stationary or going backwards, that's not really for me. That's not where I want to be. And of course, the way life works, sometimes we do go back, but then hopefully mm-hmm. we take more steps forward. So that's kind of how the idea came about. So I was talking to him about it. And I was like, what would I call it? And I was like, well, it's all about growth. I was like, maybe the growth box. And we were like, okay, that works. And we, you know, we tried to think of another name, but I just kind of felt settled on the growth box because that's what it is. It's a box to help you grow the growth well, box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's where it came from. And um, yeah, that's, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> that's so beautiful. And I feel like the growth box literally is like the epitome of who you are because as a friend, you literally, you're the encourager. You're the one with the positive word. Literally, the growth box is you. <laughs> How can we move forward? You know, you're very practical. So the growth box literally is is like, it's just a second arm of you. It's just a personality in a box. Do you know what I mean? And and the, the resources and the things that you're able to provide within that box is very um telling of you and yeah you're yeah you're very much about this growth goals you know moving forward pushing forward so yeah it just kind of makes i just i love hearing about how people start their businesses and you know if it comes out of a frustration or if it's something that they're passionate about or you know they've seen something a gap in the market and they're like oh you know i could feel this because i'm actually I, i really like doing things like this so i really like hearing that um and how you came about i totally hear that i think at the end of the day for me it's about honestly how can i be of service to other people you know in as much as you know you you want to make money from it i think for me on a on a serious level it's really about empowering people and Mm. that was my my main priority and so, some people probably think well is that the right way to approach business for me it was mm-hmm. when it came to this specific product because mm-hmm. it is really about the individual and I'm really passionate about seeing their development and their mm-hmm. growth. And when I get emails you know or just thank yous about the box I'm like oh that's exactly what I kind of wanted to achieve well, so yeah yeah, no, that's 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 amazing. Well done to you. Thank you. You're blessing so many people out there. So well done. Um, so talking about like setting goals, that kind of thing. I know yeah. I. Oh gosh, how many ago, years ago was this? Now would have been twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah, it was twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had your event. Twenty seventeen. 
Is it 2016 or 2017? I think 2017. It was 2017. Yeah. When did I start Mums and Tea? Just yeah, 20, yeah. yeah. 2017. Yeah. Would have been yeah. Would have been 2017. You had your event, and I remember standing up in that event because I had Mums and Tea was an idea in my head, but it was I'd never said it out loud. I barely written it down. I was just like, I want to do this. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I hadn't fleshed it out or nothing. And I came to an event, I sat down and I figured out what my goals were, what I wanted to do. Mm. And I, not only that, I stood up and I said it out loud. And I felt like if I, by me saying it out loud, I was kind of going to be held accountable because I'd now presented this idea in front of a whole bunch of people that hey maybe they would or they wouldn't have checked up on me but I just felt like okay I've said it I'll put it out into the world now that's it I've got to do it kind of thing that's how I approached it anyway and look where we are like three years later with mums and tea so I know you're very big on setting goals and you know can you tell us your top tips for setting goals um you know you're very practical so get your pens ready okay <laughs> yeah no you know i think you touched on one of them already so um at the event one of the things we did was kind of get people to create vision boards or kind of write down their goals mm-hmm. and for me um as a christian one of one of the verses that inspired that actual exercise is found in a book called habakkuk chapter two verse mm-hmm. three um and it tells you to essentially, or verse two, it says that you should write down the vision and make it plain that he may run who reads it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I felt that it's extremely important that when there is something you want to achieve, you need to write it down so you can reference back to it. You know, sometimes yeah. we, we have goals or aspirations or things we want to do, but they're just ideas. Yeah. Um, and if they just stay in our head, maybe two, three months down the line, we forget about it. Mm. Other things come up and we've forgotten that we wanted to achieve that. But the minute you write something down, you can reference it. So the yeah. first thing with any kind of goal, any aspiration, I always say write it down. Whether you journal or whether you write it in your phone or if you text it to your best friend or whoever it is and say, by the way, I'm thinking about this, write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I would kind of encourage is People always talk about smart goals, but honestly, I think smart goals are very impactful. When you write down your goals, as much as you can try and be specific, you know, mm-hmm. what is it that you want to achieve? Why do you want to achieve this? You know, how are you going to achieve this? When you start to understand those things, then you can start to put a time frame around it. And that brings in the M to be measurable, right? For me, I always try and set a goal and say, you know, I'm going to try and do it by this time or by... Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it's six months down the line, great. If it's two years down the line, but just put a time frame on it. So, excuse me, so you can always look back and see, am I working towards it? Mm-hmm. Um, is it achievable? I'm actually a believer of being ambitious. Mm-hmm. So don't limit yourself. Sometimes you write down goals that they, they don't actually seem achievable, but you'll be surprised what you can achieve when you put your mind to it. So I always encourage people, like if you want to be ambitious, be ambitious. If it like, if you want to kind of start small, start small, but definitely be consistent in, in the work that you have to do to achieve that goal. Um, and then people will say that the R is realistic. I think achievable and realistic is very similar. Um, and then timely as well. Like make sure that you set a time again, similar to measurable, make sure you set a time to it. 
But um, yeah, so that's one piece. So like I said, make sure you write it down, make sure as much as you can fit it into that smart framework. Um, and then finally, like Nike would say, just do it. Yes. You have to get started. You have to get started. I think procrastination is something we all battle with. We all experience in one way or another. But ultimately, to even start to reach your goal, you have to take that first step. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the times, different things hold us back from taking that first step. Fear of failure. If it's an event, what if people don't show up? You know, I don't know. If you want to start a business, I may not have the finances. How am I going to do this? But just take that first step, whatever, however small that step may be. And that kind of pushes you in the direction to continue to pursue your goal. And I think there's a lot more to it. But to, to kind of summarize, I think that's what I would say. Those are some amazing tips, you know, top three tips. Honestly, I couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> and I like the last one particularly, just do it. Sometimes yeah. we get in our own way and we're, all, we're just in our own heads that we're just like, oh, what if, what if, what if? We just never end up doing it. We've exactly. got to start somewhere, even if it's starting small, you know, you've exactly. literally just got to do it. Um, yeah you, yeah i was gonna put like you know i was gonna use the example of you know following on from um the event a few weeks later mm. i literally just did it i didn't have many mummy friends <laughs> um around me in terms of my close circle of friends it was people people friends of friends that i knew and i was like hey like i'm i'm thinking of doing this like a meetup would you be interested and yeah i booked a community um room community center room and, and i just did it <laughs> it was a really good event and that's how it's kind of grown so i just feel like if i didn't just do it just get out of my own head and just you know do it i don't know where moms and tea would be today so yeah you are completely right no i, I totally agree. and i think just one more thing to add to that don't let like we're all like we all experience some kind of disappointment or failure when it comes to like, trying to pursue goals yeah. you know as much as i want to try and be positive and focus on like the good things but there, there will be sometimes some hurdles that you have to jump over mm -hmm. and jump over them with confidence knowing that the finish line is where you're heading to mm -hmm. and that's why i always say to myself like if a challenge does come up all of those things are character building when you're pursuing your goals yes. so just always you know remember that I might face a challenge in the process, but as long as I jump over that hurdle and keep running, I'm getting closer to that finish line. I'm getting closer to that goal. 100%. And I love that you touched on that because, again, I, I can only speak on my experience, but like I, I'm trying to let people see the kind of journey with Mums and Tea and how it kind of fits in with the goal setting and, and everything that, you know, this journey that we've been on together, I feel like, with Mums and Tea. But like, you can't let hurdles stop you. You know, and sometimes when you're tired, you need to learn to rest and not quit. I, I remember one time that there was, there was, you know, a couple of bumps down the line after starting, you know, you're all guns blazing, like, yeah, this is an amazing idea, people eat. And then I had an event and nobody turned up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let that deter me because I was like, rah, like, I, I really went out my way and nobody turned up. Like, I was actually, lived, I was so sad. I was literally so distraught. I was like, oh, in my head, I was like, I'm just never going to do this again. I was mortified. I was like, how can people not come? But I didn't let that kind of set me back. I was like, no, actually, I know what the finished goal is and what, what, the, what the end goal is. And, and I know kind of that this, this is just, it's a small hiccup. Like, it, it, like, hopefully, you know, what can I learn from this? How can I do it better? How can I make sure that people actually come next to the next one? But yeah, I like, didn't let that deter me. And it's very hard to just 
if things come your way, just to be like, oh, you know what, throw in the towel. This is not for me. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna work. But honestly, like you said, having the confidence to know that, all right, this is just a little stumbling block. Mm-hmm. There's more ahead. You know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. Yeah. Really, really um, positive. So thank you. Thank you very much for that. Okay, my next question is, uh, how important is diversity and inclusion to you? Diversity and inclusion is so important. Um, You know, it's one of those things I can't even overemphasize. Really, when you think about diversity and inclusion, it's the diversity of thought that people can bring. People's different diversity when it comes to their experiences, cultural diversity, just learning from people from different backgrounds. Um, I think, you know, when you go into organisations, you want to know that you're, you're in a place that you can belong. Um, you're, you want to feel like you're in a place where you can bring your best self to work as opposed to what you feel would be accepted, you know? Right. I think as a black woman, I've had so many experiences where I've been in organisations where unfortunately I felt like I had to try and be the more polished version of Opiemi, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And it makes you think, what's wrong with me as I am? And there's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing wrong with me as I am. But because I didn't see in so many organisations where I worked or even at uni, for example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. many people that looked at looked like me um you always felt i always felt that i had to try and change myself um and i think as i've grown in myself and also as i've grown in my career i've seen that it's so important to be in an organization where you can be yourself and organizations need to continue to address their diversity numbers when it comes particularly to ethnic diversity and mm-hmm. um, I work within the tech space um, and tech is you know known for being predominantly white and predominantly male mm-hmm. and in as much as that is a challenge when you think about you know an industry I always see for me that as an opportunity working in the tech industry I, I recognize that the more we're able to recruit diverse talent with my organization that's the more we're able to make an impact to the industry as a whole. Um, and, you know, it's such an important area to focus on. Um, and I think this year what we've seen with, with the protests that have taken place, um, <laughs> with the different things that have happened in the summer, yeah. um, there is such a need for people to stand up and speak up and create opportunities for people from different backgrounds And there also is a need for there to be allies as well. People who are passionate about supporting, whether it's the black community, whether it's women, whatever the diversity community is, to really get into the rooms that they deserve to be in. Yeah. Oh, that last bit, get into the rooms that they deserve to be in. I think for so long, like, like you said, a lot of us have just felt like, you know oh like you have to be the polished version of yourself or Mm. do I really fit in or anything but no we we don't have to change ourselves and we do still deserve to be in these spaces a hundred percent and it's so important like it's actually so important and uh, yeah I'm that, that answer was perfect and it leads me on to my next question um for those people that maybe have been living under a rock I don't know where you've been but can you tell us about your new book? 
that you're writing with your husband. So for a bit of context, obviously, um, your husband is the owner of the UK Black Business Show, as well as working full time as well. And you've got a book deal. Tell us all about it, okay? All about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um funnily enough, like we had this idea for the book last year. Um, so Raph had an, an, an initial idea for a book and we kind of like spoke about it um, and we felt like, you know, potentially there's an opportunity to explore something else. So we, we kind of put that on, on the shelf, mm-hmm. no pun intended. <laughs> um, and um, we were just talking about our experiences at work and in business. And as we were talking, you know, he mentioned like, you know, sometimes it's just, it just feels like it's twice as hard. And we were talking, and I was like, yeah, I totally agree. And I was just sharing some of the experiences I've had. Um, and then we were like, why don't we make like the book be about twice as hard, the whole experience for black entrepreneurs or black professionals in the working world. Mm. We were like, yeah, maybe that is something we can explore. And I was sharing as a woman, what my experiences are and as a black woman, my, what my experiences are and his kind of sharing as a black man, what, what he faces. And then we said, it would be so amazing if we could also speak to other people, other black people about their experiences across various industries at different levels. Um, who could share insight, you know, advice on what they've experienced in their career and businesses. So for us, twice as hard is an exploration of the black experience in the working world, um, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're a professional. Um, and for me, really, when I think about the book, the, the purpose of it is, is twofold. For the black community, it's about empowering them. Um, it's about providing role models of amazing black people who are doing amazing work Mm. and you know it's just kind of showing that listen if they've been able to get through these challenges or jump over these hurdles i most definitely can do it too Um, and sometimes you just need to see someone like you who's got to a certain level just to know that it's doable with hard work and determination it's doable and then for you know, the, the, the second piece for me is an educational resource, particularly for allies who are interested in how they can be better allies. Um, I, I feel that the book will inform them on our experiences and really give them an insight into what to look out for. You know, some people, they, they know the term microaggression, but they don't really understand what it is you know yeah. and there's microaggressions and there are micro insults and things that people can say that oh it's only a joke but is it really a joke you know mm-hmm. um so we explore a whole range of topics um in the book and we've had the privilege of speaking to a number of people across the uk and the us and really have heard some amazing stories and i, th- I think what the challenge has been is trying to condense or pull out just pieces from their stories because of course we can't include everything but pulling out pieces that we feel will really um encourage the reader but also give them that kind of advice that they may be looking for um so yeah i guess i guess that's what it's about and it's, you know, it's been a pleasure and, and such a joy writing it. It's definitely been a challenge as well. But mm-hmm. just getting really stuck into this topic has been interesting. So like I said, sorry, I'm, and I didn't mention, so we, we, we had the idea late 2019. And then we heard back this year. So that was really exciting because for us, we've been thinking about this 
before everything happened this year. Yeah. So yes. for us to get that yes, um, that green light was so exciting because we felt it's such a relevant topic to explore and something that people definitely need. And we really hope that it is beneficial, a beneficial resource for those who, who um, look at it or buy it or read it. It's, I'm getting just so many vibes already just from hearing about it that I'm just like bring this book out already like we're ready for it like it's so dope like what an amazing idea literally and what I love about your title it's not something that is new to black people yeah growing up majority of our parents would have told you "Ah, you know you have to just as hard, twice as hard, ten times hard. You, we've heard that, but yeah. to see it, how how that actually manifests in other people's lives and other professionals' lives, and you know, people in different various industries. So it's kind of to know that okay, you're not alone. Your experience is not one that's isolated. Exactly. It's, it's it's people who are even very senior who have been in this game for a long time that have you know been able to come out on the other side, if you like, so that other people who are coming up can realize that, like you said, you're not alone. And you know, there are people that have done it and gone before you, or that are kind of, yeah, just it sounds like it's just going to be such an invaluable piece of work, invaluable resource. It will And I think the thing is, it's it's, it's almost upsetting. You know, when you say like, you're not alone, the Mm. fact that so many of us go through these challenges is what, you know, that's the disappointing piece that we're still going through this in this, you know, in this year after how long ago was civil rights or how long ago were certain laws passed with regards to racism and people are still going through these challenges so you know it is it's encouraging to know that you're not alone but what we what we're praying for and you know we're hoping that one day things will actually change and I, I don't want to be pessimistic and say well I mean look look how many years people have been fighting to see change Mm. but the more we see resources like this that address these kind of topics, what the more we hope to see change. And yeah. I think that's that's one of the only things we can we can really do for. Like we can be change agents in in the spaces that we find ourselves in, um, and then we can hopefully equip or inform allies, you know, who, mm-hmm. who want to understand. Hopefully, yes, they've done their research and they've educated themselves as well. But when they have those questions to better understand our experiences, hopefully we can give them the information they need to also drive the change that we want to see as well. Or continue yeah. driving the change, yeah. Yeah, no, and I, and I like that, that last bit you said in terms of like, you know, just being, being the change that you want to see. So like, mm-hmm. we don't want to keep, talking and you know doing things in silos or like going round and round in circles mm-hmm. about the same thing we actually do want to see tangible things you know that we can point out and say all right cool i don't have all the answers but let me read this book yeah exactly i don't know i don't i don't know like i feel a bit not even helpless but i just like i've heard Oh, I know this is kind of what the system is like, but yeah. how can I come out on the other side? You know, it, it, yeah, I'm I'm just really excited for it. Um, and yeah. I honestly can't wait. Um, guys, this is going to be like an amazing piece. <laughs> um, 
yeah well, obviously I, I want you to tell us all the details and big it up at the end and stuff but I'm just like oh god I can't I, I literally can't wait to see this book like it's actually gonna because when I go on your Instagram I'm like oh you've interviewed this person I'm like, oh. <laughs> no it's, it's, oh, been, yeah. it's been so interesting but if people want to like follow more about the book they can follow at twice as hard book on Instagram yes, that's my first yeah, time yeah. doing that <laughs> Plug. I've never been. I've never been that. But I'm a plug. I'm gonna do you that right now. If you want to, if you want to hear more about the book, follow us <laughs> at @twicesofhardbook. Um, yeah, there's a first time for everything, but definitely, I think you know, follow, find out more, um, and hopefully, yeah, more updates will be coming out. Yeah. No. So 100. Next year, yeah, next year June. Next year June. Um, in the UK and the US. Woo woo! Come on, my friends are awesome, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, like so proud. Oh, thank cool. you. So I'm going to move on to my next question now. Um, it's to do with motherhood. Yeah. Oh, that bitter sweet word. <laughs> what is it? motherhood like I just find it it's just it's amazing it's just it's amazing but it's tiring in the tiring you know tiring it's so funny like um in Yoruba like my Yoruba is not the greatest but when I talk to my parents sometimes I'm like these kids I'm like ah it's Shani which means like yeah it's work but then I'm also like Ayoni like it's joy as well like it's work and it's joy it's a bit of everything literally um, it is a bit of everything like I don't know how something can bring me so much joy yet make me so tired in the oh. same breath <laughs> I'm just like yo this is crazy but um yeah no my next question was how have you adjusted to being a mum of two during the pandemic with all the different hats that you wear? Do you know what? I'll be very honest. At the beginning, it was very challenging. Mm. I think, you know, juggling work and being on calls and then having kids, it was challenging to begin with. But I think you, you kind of start to find your feet. It's so funny. I've spoken to so many of my friends that have children um, or even who are in relationships or married, live with their spouse or their partner. They were like, that first lockdown, it was so intense because you, of course you love your family and, and it's great spending time with them, but you don't realize how much time away you actually have as well. Just like traveling to work, you're sitting on the train or being in an office, you're so focused on what you're doing at work that in that time you're pretty much focused on work. But then when you come home, it's nice. You have that family time together. But then just trying to be a mum, work, run a business, be a wife, and just juggle so many things, it, it was challenging to begin with. Um, but I think one of the things that helped me is just to be more, a lot more organised. Mm. And I know it sounds like, oh, such a practical step. I'll just be organised and everything will work out. But for me personally, that is what helps. So having an idea of you know, you're at home a lot more, so you're eating a lot more. Like, where do you Girl, look at these shoes. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, even making meals, because the kids are not at nursery as well, so even making meals, you're like, right, what are we having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks in between, and then you're thinking, I need to, you know, deliver this piece of work by whatever deadline, but then you're also trying to be nursery teacher and 
do some educational pieces of work and not just sit the kids in front of the TV. Yeah. So I'll be honest, like the first, the first lockdown was challenging, but I think eventually we started to get into the swing of things and find our feet, understand each other's calendars. Um, and just, it was shift work basically. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm sure you found it, you know, similar, like just trying to juggle everything. <sighs> that size says it all yeah and we'll leave it there because <laughs> still finding your feet still honestly I know um, what you mean honestly I saw a meme the other day and it said how is March in the next three months and I haven't even processed what happened last March okay I know when I saw that, I was like, do you know how true that is? Like, when I hear, oh, yeah, the first lockdown, I'm like, yo, was that a dream? Did that, did that actually really happen? And you're telling me that next March is is in a matter of months, literally. It's crazy to think that, actually. It's actually crazy. Like, in three months' time, it's like, oh, happy March. Like, it's March. <laughs> this year has just been, re- like, it has, it's gone like that. Like, yeah. You click your fingers and it's like where has the year gone and it's I think it's been one of those years where so much has happened honestly it's actually you know so much has happened and at the same time it's like you haven't even really taken it in yet and I think probably 2021 will really be realizing what kind of year we had in 2020 <laughs> as in <laughs> that, wow that happens that actually happens the, the, one thing like a common thing I'm, I'm always hearing is one for the books is one for the books oh, is one for the books oh. definitely one for the books definitely one for history I feel like we are oh, yeah. literally in history right now we're, we're, yeah. our kids like, will be writing about this year oh yeah and they'll be like yeah, oh mommy, tell us what happened crazy what happened I'll be like well <laughs> sit down let me tell you a story <laughs> literally Oh, 2020. Wow. What a year to process. But as much as it's been difficult, so much good has come out of it as well. And we can't deny that. Um, so honestly, honestly, um, my next question is, do you think that becoming a mum has changed you at all? And if so, how? Yeah. Do you know what? I would say it's changed me, but I feel like I'm still the same person. Okay. You know I, mean? I like I think, that. Like, it's changed me in a sense that, of course, now, like, I, I think about my children, I think about their futures, like, certain habits that I've, that I've found beneficial for motherhood, like saving or being organised, like, they're kind of habits I had before, but I'm a lot more, I think I put them before myself, basically. Mm. That's what I've noticed. I'm a kind of person, like, I love a good bargain. I love a good deal when it comes to myself. But when it comes to my children, and even my husband as well, like, that is kind of my nature. Like, especially with the kids, like, I think about what they need. And that's that's my, my focus, um, I would say. But as a person, I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm the same ops, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like I'm the same person. But yeah, maybe I get a lot more tired. <laughs> you know, I don't mind the early night. Yeah. Like, I don't mind nights in. But I think also one thing I found with motherhood, I want to be more intentional about doing more things with my husband. Like having mm. late nights. Oh yeah. You know, because when we when we didn't have kids, oh my gosh, like 
some, like a Friday after work, we might meet up, go for drinks, mm. go for dinner. Yeah. And it's not like we were in uni again. Yeah. You know that kind of uni life. And then you just go home and it's like, yeah, best friend, best friend, because you live with your best friend, basically. Yeah, of um, So I think just being more intentional now around spending time with my, with my husband, but also spending time with my friends. Because mm. you can just get so busy. So I would say like those are where I've seen changes where how I allocate my time has changed or what I allocate my time to has changed. But as a person, I feel like I'm the same ops. I'm just mum mum ops now. I've got mum mode that I, that I switch in and out of depending on like what I'm doing. Yeah. Do you think it's I I feel like it's enhanced a lot of qualities that were already there yeah that's perfect I think that's the perfect way to put it actually yeah a lot of things are already there so like my drive my ambition like the intentional like you said like thinking of the future thinking ahead and all of those like literally thinking yeah like it's it's I'm me but like just 10 times more efficient 10 times better because I have to be you know I can't afford afford not to be like the the two I'm responsible for so yeah like yeah I would say but yeah, that, that piece on being intentional with your relationships and friendships. Yeah. And allocating your time wisely. Definitely. That is something. That's a whole different podcast episode in itself. <laughs> I, I can imagine, honestly. And I think even learning to try and take time for yourself. Mm. I, don't, I definitely don't do enough of that. Yeah. Well, how, how has motherhood changed? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For I don't look after myself anymore. <laughs> I don't have hot cups of tea. I don't go to the toilet oh. on my own. Yeah, that's how I've changed. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're so right. Is 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 so important. Like what you were even telling me just before this, and plenty of times we've had discussions in terms of serious like make sure you're taking time out for yourself because yeah. burnout is real like it's you know so real. it's so real. and the funniest thing we'll be the first to give that advice to somebody else we'll be the first to say get some rest look after yourself and that's probably the mother in us as well but then when it comes to ourselves which is also the mother in us we sacrifice so much that we mm-hmm. we just keep going so mm-hmm. i think definitely i have to learn to do more of that just taking a time out every now and again no 100 percent, 110 percent yeah um thank you thank you for that that was amazing You're most um, i love that man your answers are oh, more. um <laughs> let me uh, move on to part two so part two is obviously where um members of our audience can send us dilemmas and we've got a really good one today uh, i think you will like it and the dilemma is i'm thinking of starting a business soon but i i've been procrastinating a lot recently mum life is a lot um but i know i don't want to go back to work do you have any tips to stop feeling so helpless okay um i think firstly i'm like i'll be really practical i'm the kind of person that thinks like this if you're not going to go back to work you have to make sure that you have the resources to essentially fund your lifestyle and it could be a simple lifestyle it could be you know 
more lifestyle lifestyle but you have to make sure from a practical point of view you have to ask yourself does it make sense right now to stop working mm. i think it's great to have the aspiration and the desire to start a business and definitely start putting things in place to do that um so whatever whatever depending on what your business is get the resources you need to eventually start that business but i would encourage you not to feel helpless mm. um, and one thing I've, you know, learned about this, this whole journey, I still work full time. So I work full time, but I also have, have my business on the side. And for me, you know, if you, if you want to stop working, you want to make sure that you're in a position financially where you can, you know, look after yourself, not just for one month, but for an extended period of time as well. So that's something that you have to really take into consideration when you're starting a business. Don't just, you know, quit your job and say, I'm not working no more or anymore. I'm gonna just run a business. Do you have the, the customers yet? Do you have the clients? Do you have people, the, the right audience who, who are gonna buy your products or buy into your service that will essentially fund your business and eventually your lifestyle? So mm -hmm. those are the things you have to take into consideration. And then when it comes to feeling helpless and really not wanting to go back to work, I think it's really important to get to the root of why you feel that way. Um, because if it's that you really don't like the organization you've been working at, then definitely maybe find a new organization um, to work at until you get your business to a point where it's, where it's um, generating enough revenue for you to, to leave your job. Mm -hmm. um, but again, if you want to take that bold step, then definitely if you feel that you can look after yourself and your child, do that. I think that what people talk about as well is what makes you happy and self-care and if being at work doesn't allow you to be your best self then definitely put things in place that enable you to make that decision to start a business so that you can look after yourself and, um, and your child but i would say don't be helpless be full of hope because the fact that you've got the passion and the desire to to want to start a business that's the great thing there already like you've got that interest so start to put things put things in place to really make it work um and if you can get advice from people who are in a similar industry or have started a similar business get advice from them and try and ask them those kind of if they're open to sharing those really kind of those difficult questions like how hard was it for you at the beginning to kind of start making money from this or to generate revenue like get, try and get a good understanding of the industry you want to go into um and yeah and i wish you all the best whoever you are no oh, i hope that answers your question though yeah no that's definitely a well-rounded um answer i don't think i can add anything to that to be fair um it's very well-rounded I'm just trying to think I definitely agree with what you were saying in terms of you know finances like <laughs> that is such a big thing that people really do underestimate you know and I know it's not it's it's, it's a tough balance between oh you know I I, I don't want to go back to work yeah. but is my business going to bring me enough yeah that whole procrastinating in terms of oh gosh where do I start how do I start how do I keep it going it's a lot it's a lot but I think obviously just kind of maybe breaking it up into manageable chunks mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm assuming um because you said you know I, I don't want to go back to work I'm assuming you're on maternity leave so yeah. this is kind of the best time to kind of 
start yeah, plan. <laughs> exactly. yeah. like Obi said start plan get your feet kind of you know wet get jump jump into the deep end to be fair not even get it wet like jump into the deep end where you can and try and start yeah exactly speak to people and just see if it's actually going to be possible but just don't underestimate finances because girl <laughs> yo <laughs> that is so important like that's just so important it's not the be all and end all but of course like if you've got bills to pay, mortgage to pay, family to support, you can't underestimate like just how important it is to make sure that your finances are intact. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a juggle because, you know, you kind of, everyone kind of wants to be this, you know, self-employed, have my own business, this kind of thing. But for some people, it doesn't always, it's, it's not always straight, a straight line or you don't reach success as quickly as you want to. So it's what, what is the, what is the backup plan? Um, not to, not to sound <laughs> pessimistic or, or anything. It's not, but it's not pessimistic, it's realistic. Yeah. I think it's important to be realistic. I think, you know, if, if the end goal is to be working for yourself, that's great. Mm-hmm. but just plan towards it so maybe it won't be in the first two or three years but maybe it might be in the fourth or the fifth year you know yes. or yeah. maybe maybe you do you do maybe you've saved enough to actually do that and, yeah. and, and stop working um for for another person or for in an organization you can now work for yourself but my thing is just be be practical and then create the um kind of the situation to enable you to do that so if you do want to like if you don't want to return to work that's absolutely fine but make sure you have um set yourself up in a way that makes it easy for you to make that decision yeah but if it does pick up very slowly you know that for x months or for how many years you're covered you covered yeah on this full time yeah. because you've set yourself up in a way to be able to do that so it's really just about, you know, it's, I think it's, it's you've got to look at it situation to situation for this particular person. She just has to assess what her situation is. If she has got savings or she's got another form of support that enables her to do that, that's perfect. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Start and mm-hmm. go around and run with the vision, you know, write down the vision, make it plain and run with it. This is it. Um, yeah, just got to... I feel like another, maybe another practical tip could be uh, kind of just touching on what you've said about, you know what, having a target and knowing what your target is and then kind of breaking that down and what what would that look like on a month to month, week to week kind of basis so you kind of know what you are working towards. So in terms of, all right, cool. I need to earn X amount of money to keep this roof over my head or to fund your lifestyle, like you said. Like, what is the actual number? Not just a a figure up in the air, like an actual number. And what are the goals within your business? How many products do you need to sell? How many things do you need to do to be able to meet that target? So you also know what you're working towards. Um, That's, yeah, I think that's another practical step that I could potentially give. But... So. wishing you all the best like yeah. <laughs> like I said like it's it's a beautiful journey yeah. um, and not everybody can be an overnight success and some people go viral and that's it <laughs> while we're living in just yeah just be, be whatever you do decide to do just you know be consistent and make sure that you are happy at the end of the day because yeah like we can say all of this but 
yeah ultimately know what's going to make you happy and yeah so yeah we hope we've answered your question and that brings me to the end of the podcast amazing oh gosh thank you so much Opie I mean this has been such a pleasure thank you man I really appreciate it it's been good speaking to you and just talking about being a mom and working and business and just reminding ourselves to take a break Take a break. Take a break. Have a hot (laughs) cup of tea, yeah? Trust me, I really need to do that. (laughs) Okay, fantastic. So please, please, please let everybody know where we can find you across all your businesses and everything you do. Yep. So for my personal um, page, you can find me at opiemi.sofaluke. So that's my name, O-P-E-Y-E-M-I dot S-O-F-O-L-U-K-E um, and then for the growth box it's at the growth box UK um, on both Instagram and Twitter and then for the book it's at twice as hard book and that's it <laughs> please 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 go and check them out I will obviously put the links in the show notes as well so you can easily click them and follow but thank you so much it's, it's been honestly it's been oh, thank you amazing honestly. having you on and hope to speak to you soon oh, we'll right. to come back when that book's out next year girl okay gladly <laughs> gladly no, it's been it's been great it's been good talking to you Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. You have been listening to the What's the Tea podcast by Mums and Tea. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you again next week for another episode.